Hello and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. First things first, happy February. Uh, we're not all dead yet, which is nice <laughs> with the new year. Uh, we've got Jim today, so I'll just go on a bit of a backstory. Last week we tried to record this and Anchor just wasn't playing ball. So we're going to reshoot, as it were. So hello, Jim. Hello, how are we doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Hopefully Anchor behaves a bit more this time. Fingers crossed. Should be good. Fingers crossed. So pretty much the same format as last week. Um, so Jim's going to interview me for a change because um, quite a lot of people are flooding to this podcast and they might not necessarily know that I'm just a little boy from Weymouth. So Jim is going to ask me some questions and I'm going to try my best to answer them as coherently as possible. <laughs> Here we go. So over to you, Jim. You have the floor. Cool. Thank you, sir. Right. Should we get straight into it? Um, yep. So just a quick bit of background for us, bud. Um, so say you've hit the big time and you're doing this as a full-time job. Um, you get, like you saying, you've got people coming from, listening from different countries, picking up. Oh, you need to know that guy. Tell us a bit about you. What are you doing at the moment? Uh, what's your work? Uh, what do you do outside of work? Um, yeah. What do you want to do is kind of long-term, bigger plans for the podcast. Okay, so my name is Ben Garbert. I'm from have been my entire life. I'm 31 years old. Uh, my job is IT. I can't really go too much into that because of the nature of what I do. Um, in my spare time, I like to jog. I like to podcast. I like to play video games. Uh, probably like to eat too much. And I still play a bit of Pokemon Go now and then. That's about it, really. That's pretty good. You're keeping up with it. Is community still thriving? <laughs> it's okay. I think pandemics hit it quite hard because it was very much a together type game. Mm. But you can remotely raid now, so you can um, do it all from the comfort of your home, but it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Um, very much a up and about kind of game. That first summer when it came out yeah, yeah. was it's incredible. Like everyone, um, everyone I know just reverted to teenagers. Yeah. Young kids again, yeah, that was sorry. it. Sorry, I've just realised I didn't answer your full question. So long term for this podcast, um, what I wanted to do at the start, really, but my hand was a bit forced by everything. Um, I want to go into a studio and actually have like a proper sit down with people, ideally more than one person at a time. Um, so I need to sort of source the studio and all that sort of stuff for that to happen. Um, I think starting remotely is a good way to start because sometimes you can spend too long planning something to the point where it's not fun anymore and you end up not doing it for various reasons. Um, so remotely has kind of pushed me into doing it. Um, I'm really genuinely enjoying it so far and I get to do it all from my sofa, which is quite nice. But long-term goal is to get some sponsors and uh, to get some sort of uh, fluid guest thing where I can potentially pick some bigger musicians um, I've got two of the people from a band that were known as Red Seas Fire booked on this now, and I'm actually now booked up on this until May, which is pretty mental. And it's all me basically just sending DMs out to people and hoping that they get back to me. That's how it starts, isn't it? It's definitely uh, one of those things yeah. where you need to, like, you put in the work and you'll get what you, um, you deserve yeah. out of it, isn't it? And if you're constantly on the grind, um, yeah. tapping people up, come on, podcast, yeah. come on, podcast. You're going to get yeah, return just, out of somewhere. you just got to cast your net and hope that someone comes back. Exactly, exactly. You've got to scattergun it, you know. Hopefully get some notoriety or whatever it's called, notoriety, notoriety. <laughs> um, and hopefully, you know, people can come to me and I can start sort of making this a bit more self-sufficient. Mm, um, yeah. Got some good ideas coming up. I've got um, the idea of doing like a debate um, which I might have to move to video to do. Um, we discussed this last week, obviously, but we didn't quite get it out. Um, and I want to try and do like group interviews more. Mm. Um, and what else did I say the other day? There was something else that I wanted to do. I can't quite remember. It'll probably come back to me in a bit. We can always loop back to it, yeah. Um, but I think you're right with the bigger ideas like the group pods and the debates, you definitely will need... We don't need a studio, but you definitely need the camera visual element of it to get the yeah. um, interaction that's kind of lost over just audio. Yeah. Is, um, you know, you're going to 
see see someone get upset or possibly agree with um, yeah. someone someone says or you know mm. the faces people will pull it'd be brilliant yeah you need that on the video yeah, and that'd yeah, be yeah. good um, yeah what about do you have any ideas about what you might get people to um debate about current topics or um i think something that's like a real genuine problem that i'm noticing is a bit of a weird one but it's about like how people are educated um it's about like the whole school system and i genuinely don't think that it's working anymore um i think it's probably one of the oldest systems going in the uk at least um we send all of our kids to this warehouse basically and kind of just hope that they come out the other side with decent grades and that sort of thing so um a lot of like old people that i know will say like bring back the cane that was the good old days and all this crazy sort of stuff and i want to get people's thoughts on that and i want to try and sort of obviously i'm not kanye west so i'm not saying that i'm going to revolutionize education but i just want to like sort of gauge you know people with kids especially are quite invested in how their kids are getting taught and stuff like that um there's other sort of polarizing opinions like i think tesla are a fantastic car company for example and they make great technology but there's quite a few reviews online saying they're rubbish and their build quality is not very nice and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I just want like an open discussion really on um, things that are probably misinformationed. Yeah. It all sounds um, really good. And those, you know, those topics you just like kind of pulled out of thin air there. They are really kind of um, like say polarizing. Like as you're going through them and thinking about them going, well, actually I don't think that's yeah. quite right. And you know, that's exactly the kind of stuff you need. That'd be brilliant, especially if you can visualize yeah. that as well. Yeah. People love to watch it yeah. and listen to it. And uh, yeah. They love it. There we yeah. go. Um, so, one of the things we spoke about last time we were recording, trying to um, get this all sorted, was um, one of the things I've noticed is uh, how some feedback for the pod has been really positive. Well, most, well, all of it really. And yeah. How do you feel about the the um, kind of feedback coming in, and how the pod's been kind of a positive vessel um, in these really kind of difficult times? You know, it's you know, it's yeah. mine and your friends on around here, um, people we don't yeah. know. Well, I don't know personally. Some, you know, been really interesting topics and um, conversations. Yeah, and you know, it's all kind of stuff we can relate to. It's really easy yeah. to access and try and time. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, free to produce, and yeah. there's nothing negative. It's just people coming on, having a chat, and yeah. getting things out in the air, and just yeah, letting loose. And so yeah. that could be kind of a real springboard for you, I think. And yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, so in terms of the feedback and it being a positive light in this trying time, is that something like you feel kind of kick-started the pod, gave you the kind of get up and go to actually start recording, get some people on? Yeah, so I, I noticed a couple of, well, I, I, I started listening to podcasts probably about a year and a half ago. The gateway one for me was Joe Rogan mm. Experience. Um and then he moved to Spotify. Yeah. And I realized I could still listen to him with Spotify free because I, I haven't got a premium. Mm-hmm. Um, then YouTube went a bit mental with podcasts. And I feel that YouTube is a fantastic avenue. But I feel that it's a bit of a square peg in a round hole. That YouTube's meant to be video. Yeah. And it's meant to be like, hey, guys, I've just spent a thousand pounds at Poundland. Let's watch what I do. Whereas... A load of people sitting around and talking. I don't know. It seems like a bit of a strange format for it. But obviously it's doing really well. You've got people like True Geordie and Jack Mates, Happy Hour. Um, there's loads and loads of podcasts that watch rather than listen to because I feel that they need like the, the visual element. Mm. Like True Geordie, for example, he's got some really good production and he's got these cameras that move. Um, another one I mention now and then is Joe Wa- uh, Joe Weller Waffling. Um, and I tend to watch those and uh, actually Logan Paul Impulsive as well. That's that's it now. I'll shut up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I, I do 
invest my time into those people and i quite like them as public figures and i'll pretty much watch anything that they do which is like viewership yeah um but yeah i i think one of the things now is everyone on the internet has the ability to have a voice which kind of saturates the whole world Mm. but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't give it a go it just means that your voice won't quite be as heard as much as someone that's got 5 million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really interesting point. Um, saturation is a really good way of putting it. Um, yeah, it is. There's so many, um, pods, video channels, um, whatever platform you want to use. Yeah. Um, it's amazing really like anyone could, you know, get content out there. You know, with phones as good as they are now, it's um, yeah. so you know maybe when you know back ten or so years ago when we we're doing the band stuff and trying to get a video together, you know you'd be lucky to get something going on your own. Yeah, you need to find someone who's invested a bit of money yeah. in a camera and stuff. So just in that kind of short short space time is kind of a strange way of putting it, but it is in the grand scheme of things how accessible it is for people. Yeah, a lot of people say, you know, to these famous YouTubers like PewDiePie, how do I get as famous as you? A lot of them that ask that question don't even have a YouTube channel. Mm. So it's like, well, that's your first step. And the second step is just pull your phone out and try and do some stuff. Yeah. Um, mm. you're, the, you're the beginning, middle, end story, really. If you don't give it a go, if you're just constantly thinking about it, then you're never actually going to do it. And, you know, I think a lot of it, though, for me, it's actually a lot of it should be quality over quantity. Mm. I could do a podcast every night, but they could all be crap and not crap out, um, which is why I try to book interesting guests and I try to have kind of what's the word like left field conversations sometimes and like random questions yes like what's your favorite, what's your favorite meal deal it's like quite a disarming question yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. you hold the meal deal to the end we hold <laughs> it to the end will, good man well. um <laughs> speaking around oh, that yeah. takes us quite nicely onto um some other questions i think mate um switch it up a bit um because we've been waffling yes. for a bit um so a yeah. couple of kind of um more fun questions um, so your first right. one is you have the opportunity to have a sit down meal mm-hmm. with three people of your choice. They can be from yeah. real life fiction, alive, gone, whoever you want to pick. Yeah. Who do you pick and why? Yeah. And what's your meal of choice and why? So I didn't realize you've probably asked me this on that voice note you sent me. I didn't realize they could be fake like characters but I'm going to go with the answers that I've got because I think this world's full of flitting Mm. and changing your mind last minute. And I think sometimes you've got to just stick to your guns and read what you've written down. So I'm going to do that. right. I'll allow some honorable mentions there. If you quickly think of some. Yeah. I've got got some honorable mentions. That's cool. So favorite fajitas. Mm. And I love self-serve part of life where you can just go up and get as much as something as you want. Um, Yeah. Like, Chinese banquet sort of style. There's a place near us called Days, and you can just go. And it's like an American thing, isn't it? Where you can just go and pick whatever you want, whenever yeah, you indulge. want. Indulge. Yeah, indulge. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I would eat that with Joe Satriani. Mm. He's one of my favorite guitarists on the planet. He's an instrumental guitarist, and he was so. Just quickly, on these three people, and actually the two honourable mentions when I think about it, is these people lived life by their own rules and they didn't care what anyone else thought, and that's why I've that's very them. Uh, solid inspiration. Yeah, so Joe Satriani basically drove around in his car, which probably cost about $500, and had like a thousand albums in the boot of his car. Really struggled getting it out there. The first album he wrote was... Um, Oh, I'm going to get slaughtered for this. Uh, I want to say The Extremist, but I don't think it is. Was it Circle of the Alien? Let's have a look, shall we? First album. So, what? Next guest, and I'll, uh, we'll loop back to Mr. Satchani. 
All right. Cool. I want to make sure that's right because otherwise people are going to come for me. Um, number two is Henry Rollins mm-hmm. or Rollins, whatever you want to call. Um, so he's the singer of Black Flag, and I'm not really a fan of Black Flag. But um, a little fact about them is once upon a time they were in a studio and they accidentally ripped the um, grill of one of their amplifiers and it created a distorted noise for the amp, which is what we now know as guitar distortion. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of the gatekeepers and the inventors of guitar distortion, which, you know, nowadays is probably something that's very much taken for granted. Um, But I, I like Henry because I've watched podcasts of him in the past and I've listened to him endlessly talk about um going to iraq um being pro-soldier but not pro-war he's very very vocal on his opinions and he talks quite a lot about um people saying that bands sell out when in reality they've probably been living on about 20 dollars a year um you know you see iggy pop trying to sell car insurance good good for him you know whatever Let, let him do what he wants he's Pretty much played free gigs for five years, you know. Even yeah, start. and today we've all got to pay the bills, and if it's got a platform to use, why not? Exactly. Um, so Henry's just one of those people that can just go on a plane. He'll take a bottle of water with him, and he'll take like a power bar, like mm. a grenade, carb killer, protein bar, and he'll just go, and he'll literally just go into like Kenya, for example, and be like, "Right, let's have it." It's amazing. And he'll just go and talk to people, and just be like, "Right, what's your culture?" Like I'm really, in- he's kind of like a really, really adventurous and vocal Louis Farouk. Okay, it's really kind of interesting way of putting it. One of those people that just absorbs everything and is really, really curious and genuinely wants to learn, and that's kind of what mm. I'm like. Really, I'm not so much one of those people that gets on a plane and just hopes for the best because I absolutely hate planes at the best of times. <laughs> but I just love that attitude of like I'm going to go. Like, watch me. I'll report back in a month. You know, that's sort of thing. And uh, my third guest is Kevin Hart. Ooh, that's an interesting choice. So, Kevin Hart is my favourite comedian uh, up there with Eddie Izzard, who I absolutely love. They're two very, very different comedians. Though. So I recently bought Kevin Hart's book, which is called I Can't Make This Up. And it's all about his life and his childhood and how he was raised. Um, and you can tell by the way he writes the book that it's him talking. If that, like, you can read it in his voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just think the things that he's done have been ast- astronomically beneficial to entertainment, really. Um, you know, he, he did massive tours in football stadiums and he actually named one of his tours What Now? Because he didn't know where to go from there. And he's very transparent and very honest about how he gets very nervous and he gets very overwhelmed and he's just a very very inspiring person if you ever listen to him in an interview scenario he kind of just he has this voice where you just want to pay all your debts off and you just want to start your own company and just do whatever it takes to get where he got sort of thing you know Mm. Because it's been really hard for him as well. Like comedian aside, he's a very, uh, very, very powerful figure, and he's just so funny. I just think he, he's absolutely—he just lights up every every room. Like he's kind of like Lee Evans. He's that sort of known Peter K type, where everyone just says, "Yeah, actually, he is." Yeah, household funny. name. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Two honorable mentions. I've got Lemmy from Motorhead. Mm, Lemmy Kilmister. Yes. I don't think I'll be able to understand a bloody word he says, <laughs> but I'd give it a go. Um, he's just an absolutely iconic figure that just is an original rock yeah. star. He didn't copy anyone. He took a lot of influence from a guy called Little Richard, but everything else was pure him, like the Nazi memorabilia and the bomber. Like everything, like um, the Ace of Spades cowboy mm-hmm. album artwork, it was all them. Like everything that Motorhead did was based around, and they were always just so genuine about it, and they were always so like humble, and they were able to feel sort of humility. And they were like, I remember um, they did like a BBC 
live show and um they said this song's called ace of spades i've got seventy thousand copies of this in my attic and they're just like so funny and so like take the piss out of themselves so self-aware my second honorable mention is dave mcpherson from in me Mm, very good he's just a guy that you message him he'll probably message you back saying hi mate thanks for checking us out and thanks for listening to us and all that sort of stuff and i've obviously mentioned him a couple of times mainly on andy branch's podcast um because andy booked him for the Mm. wedding and proper threw me for a bit of a loop and i didn't really know what to do um but i just think dave is one of the nicest guys ever and i've listened to in me since they were called drowned which I think off the top of my head was like 1992. Wow. Um, so yeah, they've done a lot and they've been through a lot and they've changed quite a lot of members. But their music has always been very, very unique and inspiring to me. And I really, really like their journey. And I think Dave would be an absolutely awesome guest to have whilst I'm stuffing my face with Mexican food. <laughs> So that's excellent. That. It's all very, um, really kind of cool choices. Um, just to loop back to your first choice, Joe Satchani, first album was Not This Earth in 1986. Uh, wow, I was minus three. Um, next album was uh, Surfing with the Alien. Okay, Flying in Blue Dream, and then The Extremist. Yep. Which one's got Crushing Day on? Crushing Day is on Surfing with the Alien. Yeah, yeah. Never write a guitar solo yeah. sat down. Yeah. Awesome, awesome guitar. It certainly is. And I remember um, you introducing him to me. Um, and yeah. I think we'd been out on the beers and we come back and watched, uh, yeah. I think it was live in San Fran. And being blown right, away a yeah. bit. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he's awesome. Check him out. Cool. Um, and Henry Rollins, he, you know, he's done lots of stuff as well, like you just said, but he's been in a few on-screen gigs as well, hasn't he? He was in Sons he of Anarchy for a bit. He was a white supremacist. That's kind of what I was hoping he'd um, mention, yeah. because that's, that's given everything he's does and has done. That's kind of a wild card choice to play, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't really talk that much in that, but he was really good at the role that he had. He um he talks about the fact that he pretty much every offer he gets, he'll try his best to sort of fulfill <laughs> that role. Um, because I remember in one of the interviews, he was like, I, d- "I don't know about you guys, but if I'm offered a thirty grand job to do a couple of the scenes in a movie, or I get to sit at my house and eat ramen noodles because I can't afford to even pay the rent, I'm probably going to go for the thirty yeah. grand job." <laughs> He's just such a real person, like you know. But yeah, anyway, sorry, I'll stop. Side no, no, yeah. no, it's the uh, pod's about you, so uh, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> it's all about. I might, I yeah, might rein you in if you get there, get a bit further than that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We'll move on to Kevin if that's all right. Sorry? Yeah. We'll move on to Kevin course, if mate. that's yeah, all right. Go for it. Yeah, I just think that he, the, the way he's handled himself and the way he's um, not slipped into, like, there was one controversy around his entire career, which was, I think he did a tweet a couple yeah. of years ago when he was coming up saying, um, if I met a kid that was playing with a Barbie doll rather yeah. than a cowboy or an Remember action this. man, I'd slap that for that and say, stop it, you're being gay. But it was a joke. Like, it was literally a joke from a comedian. And he had to apologise to do the Golden Globes, I think. And they still wouldn't let him do it, even though he apologised. So he went on to Ellen and he was like, I'm done with this now. I'm not not talking about it. And, yeah, I think a lot of people would have um, bent over backwards and sort of said, sorry, sorry, Hollywood, please accept me back. And Kevin stuck his feet in the ground and said, no, if, if you don't want me to do it, then I'm not yeah. going to do it. And I think that's very rare nowadays mm. to uh, to stand up against a huge entity such as Hollywood. Yeah, it's impressive. Really impressive. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Lemmy. So, I think at some points in Motorhead's career, Lemmy was Motorhead, basically. Um, yeah, he was the founder. He was the judge, jury, and executioner, really, of Motorhead. Uh, favorite album is probably Inferno. Mm. Um, yeah, they were just awesome. I love, like, I love the fact that I got to see them. Um, not many people my age got no, the opportunity. Loudest gig ever. Yeah, that, that <laughs> hurt. It's Brixton Academy. Here was Joan Jett, Motorhead, and then Alice Cooper. Ah, the Alice Cooper gig. Yeah, the Alice Cooper wasn't very good, but I think it was partly because I've just been absolutely mm. dazed by Motorhead. But yeah, they played uh, Terminal Show, Killers, um, Whorehouse Blues oh, with the nice, acoustic yeah. sort of thing. They they're just they're just fantastic, and I really really miss them. I'd love to see them again, but I know that when Lemmy died, they pretty much said, "No, we can't, we can't yeah, even yeah. try to." You know, I appreciate that as well because there's a lot of people that try and sort of drag it around and. Yeah, I agree. Definitely the right thing to do. Yeah, I know Phil Campbell's doing his own thing and I know Mickey D's doing his own thing, but I would have just loved to have sat down with Lemmy for a couple of hours. Just, yeah, like I say, I probably wouldn't have gotten a coherent sentence out of him, but I would have tried my best, damn it. bizarre, isn't it? Because you wouldn't be able to hear it, but you just want to listen anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he's just... Just he didn't even realise what he was doing, really, in terms of how many waves he was making. But he was along for the ride. Yeah, amazing. Cool. Okay, so did you, did you want to say any more on that? Or were you gonna... No. So when we finish there, I think it's time we take a quick breather, and yep, we'll yep. be back shortly. Cool. Reminder that you're listening to Absolute Bedlam Podcast, which is the podcast for information that you never knew that you needed. Um, bit of a sponsor shout out quickly for a company that's recently reached out to me called Bind. Um, they are from Weymouth. I'm from Weymouth, so it seemed like a nice natural fit. And they're a sportswear company, so they've decided to sort of help me out on my uh, little jogging journey that I'm on at the moment. Um, not too sure if they've got any deals on at the moment. They did have a January sale on recently. But obviously, now it's February. We'll have to stay tuned for that. But they make fantastic products. They've sent me some recently, and they've all been absolutely amazing. Um, one of my highlights is my tracksuit bottoms that's actually got zips on both sides. So it means that my phone's not going to yeet itself off the Rodwell Trail. <laughs> so nice one, Grind. Um, I'll obviously let you know if there's a deal on in February. I think I spoke to the owner recently and he said something about a Valentine's Day sale. So I'll uh, let you know when that happens. But yeah, nice one, Grind. And I'll um, put all the links to all that sort of stuff in the description of this episode. Welcome back, Jim. Hello. What are you getting me for Valentine's? <laughs> you can have wax melts. Oh, very good. Have... What else can you have? I don't want anything else. It's fine. Okay, just wax spots. <laughs> Fine. Cool. So here we are, back again, round two. Yeah. So let's stick on that same uh, same train uh, with the sports and fitness. Um, you're uh, really plodding along with your jogging now, aren't you? That's, um, I love it. Yeah, so we're taking that up during lockdown. And uh, yeah, tell us about yeah. that, mate. You're doing a couple of times a week. You're kind of yeah. getting further and faster on your travels. Yeah. So what got you doing that and uh, what's your driver behind it? What keeps you going? Yeah. Let's hear all about it. So late 2019, I decided that I was going to start jogging. I was constantly relying on my friends to help me along the way. Um, I was sort of expecting them to finish work at the same sort of time as me. We were trying to figure out a common place to go and meet at a certain time. And it just got a bit too admin so i said to myself in 2020 i'm gonna try and do this by myself lost a lot of motivation to carry on because i wasn't able to beat my times and all that sort of stuff but it got to the end of 2020 and i actually stopped doing it um then i tried again in not not 2020 sorry 2019 
So March 2020 was obviously lockdown, the first ever lockdown. And I said to myself, right, Ben, if you're going to do this, you've got to do it for yourself. You've got to stop relying on other people. You've got to put yourself first. You've got to be a bit selfish. Um, if you are serious about getting fit and doing stuff for yourself, then you've got to start with just yourself. Um, lockdown obviously made it hard for people to meet up and it still is right now. Um, so I said, you know, let's just start again. Let's reboot this whole thing. And I was going around my uh, usual circuit, which was a 1K lap. I was doing that three times and I was doing that in about 20 minutes. I knew that I could do better because there were times where I was stopping and I didn't quite have the same sort of, I didn't have the correct gear and all that sort of stuff. And I wasn't really tracking my pace very much and all that sort of stuff. So I thought if I am going to try this, I've got to try it properly. So I bought some clothing, all that sort of stuff. And I started getting my personal best down. Um, and I just kept going. And one thing you'll know about me, especially Jim, he can attest to this, is if I'm going to do something, I do it. I, I don't flake people about. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm committed to doing what I say I'm going to do. Um, and now I'm going three times a week, uh, doing 5K, 6K, sometimes 3K. And I love it. Um, the one thing that I do need to sort out though is my diet because no matter what you do people you can't out train a bad diet they'll so, think yeah. heaters mate yeah <laughs> <laughs> good shout they're delicious though delicious they yeah so other than the obvious benefits of getting faster and fitter uh, and jogging do you find any kind of benefits like outside of uh, um, outside of the job in itself so you're feeling better I, uh, um, more driven when, with things outside of jogging so your mood's improved you're more focused with work or home life do you find anything like that? So yeah I think my mind is a bit of a puzzle um, and it moves quite quickly Whereas jogging and that sort of empty feeling that I've mentioned a few times in the past and that exhaustion of the brain really helps you put things into perspective. And it kind of says to your brain, right, I know there's a puzzle in here, but what right now is your priority to getting this puzzle finished? No one's ever approached a puzzle without trying to do the corners first. You know, you've got to start somewhere. Mm. You can't just tip the box out and hope that it all forms perfectly into a picture. You know, it's about taking a logical approach and slowly building to that picture. So, yeah, I think mentally I've been doing really, really well. Um, yeah, just doing the seafront. Obviously, it's quite rejuvenating living in a seaside town. Nice bit of fresh air. Um, I, I don't even mind when it's raining now, mm. as long as it's not absolutely typhoon in it. Um, yeah, I that, that really doesn't bother me anymore, to be honest. I got my headphones, I got my podcasts, I got my music. What could be better, really? Sounds ideal. So if you've got people maybe messaging you afterwards saying, you know, what can I do? And you, and you turn around and say, get your headphones in, go for a plod. Is that what you're going to be yeah. telling people? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Give it a go. Very good. You'll never know if you don't give it a go. Oh, that was too cheesy. <laughs> Nothing's too cheesy for absolute bedlam. Thanks. Cool. So, yeah. Um, jogging, yeah, yeah. You've always, yeah, you have been really keeping up with it, and well done, mate. Um, Thank you. So... Um, Obviously, I've been out once with you um, and tried it, and I, I um, didn't do too bad, but could do, always do better. No, you right. So, one of the other things, more common ground that links us together is um, being dads. Yeah. So, um, we're not going to go too deep into who's who, but um, just yeah. want to kind of put out there um, dad life, really. Um, How did yeah. you find it? You know, how has it been affected with the current situation? You know, what what do you think changed 
being a dad, about what parts of becoming a dad might have changed you and what's been your favorite yeah. bits being a dad? Um, so it puts your life into a completely different spin, which sometimes is a bad thing because you don't feel that you can put yourself first as much, but that's a good thing because you're essentially giving life to something else. Hmm. You're allowing that thing to take control. Um, so yeah, when, when Casper was born, I was absolutely terrified because I thought I'd be terrible at it, but I think everyone goes through that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Scary, scary Um, stuff. They don't think that they'll be able to legacy of, oh, this is how mum raised me. This isn't how my dad raised me. It's horses for courses, isn't it? Just raised the same way. You'll get stuck in. But uh, yeah, I've been him. Um, I usually see him every weekend. One in four, I get a bit of a break. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're, we're mates, which sounds a bit odd. But there are times where I'm his mate and there's times where I'm his dad. I've got to be stern with him, you know. Yeah, but, yeah that's um, good. Healthy balance between the two. So you can yeah. you can come to you and then you, like you say you've got to be stern sometimes. For, you know, yeah. for you to bit of a bit of learning or uh, understanding without being uh, too angry dad (laughs) yeah I try not to be angry at all really but obviously it gets a bit much sometimes as I'm sure you can attest oh yes certainly certainly but yeah what what we do um the weekends that my girlfriend is at work is I write a list down of everything we're gonna do today Mm. so we'll go to the park we'll go shopping we'll make dinner we'll decide what dinner we're gonna have obviously when my girlfriend is here it's a bit more structured um she's a bit more rigid and a bit more um what's the word more disciplined whereas i i just like having him here yeah yeah uh, and it's hard like one of the things that i noticed when i first split up from my previous girlfriend was i always used to try and shower him with gifts which is not a good mm. idea, by the way. Um, it's not your fault necessarily, or it's not his fault rather that it didn't work out. And I think buying them gifts constantly just kind of, I don't know, it, it, it's not about material possessions. I think in life, you can give two things. You can give time or you can give money. And some people have absolutely nailed it and got it bang on, you know, and they've managed to merge the two into one cohesive unit. Yeah. But I would rather give Casper my time mm. and I'd rather sit down with him and really listen to what he has to say. Yeah, absolutely. work through issues. If, if he brings stuff up to me, I can't just shake it off mm. and say, get in the bath. It's right. Okay. I understand that you're feeling a bit annoyed at the moment, but um, let's, let's go through it. You know, what what's, what's bothering you at school? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's try and work it out. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's like the cardboard box thing, isn't it? Like that kind of analogy where, you know, you could buy the biggest, most expensive. Um, what we're gonna yeah. go for an example: the electric cars. You know, the the small yeah. cars which they can get in and run around, but they might not want to play with that. And it's just a box. They got the box where they can put the time into, use their imagination, and you can sit with them, and do whatever, and they'll have the absolute world of the time. And then not thought twice yeah. about the um, big, big car that you got him or whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Time over money, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Kids are functional. Um, they don't care what car you drive. They don't care what house they live in. Is it a house? Is it a car? That's all I care about. Yeah. Does it make my dad or mum happy? That's all I really care about. And I've recently found out how sort of adaptable kids are. Mm, yeah. Definitely. They just get on with it, don't they? Within their parameters, you know. Give them a couple of toys, like you say, give them a couple of boxes and they'll figure it out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm still getting a cardboard box as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, um, got any pearls of wisdom for any dads out there who, um, or anything I want to advise? Uh, in the current climate, so I'd put, kind of put you on the spot. Um, 
Um, just be there for them. Help them with their homework. Just try and understand their situations. Um, take them out of their comfort zones. That's something that I really struggle with mm. myself. Um, if they go to the park and they meet people their age, just let them play with them. Don't shield them and nanny them and shadow them. You know, kids are going to fall off slides. Kids are going to fall up slides. <laughs> kids are going to get muddy as well. Like the amount of times I see parents that are like, oh my God, you've ruined your trousers. Buy some more. Like, what's the problem with kids? Like, nowadays, it feels to me that all we do nowadays is tell our kids to sit down and shut up. Here's the iPad, mm. you know, here's the PS4. The kids are numb to it. You know, let them go out and ruin their. <laughs> yeah, like, have a mud pie and shut your mouth, innit? Like, yeah, I think that's something that's really starting to leave us yeah, now. Yeah, certainly is. But kids on X's nowadays, trying to smash up the neighbourhood. You know what I mean? Bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I say that at a brick. <laughs> Followed by the beer bags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, junior division. No, just let people, you know, there, there's no, like, I don't care what anyone says. There's no best practice for no having No right kids. way is there. You, got to... uh, you get these books, like, what to expect when you're expecting, but it's all it's subjective, isn't it? It's not wrong. Yeah. But, you know, that just give it a go. Um, it's a pretty big decision to make, obviously. I'm not saying, you know, grab the first person you meet and have a kid with them, because that's not the right solution <laughs> at all. But, you know, just take your time with it. Figure out what you're going to do. Figure out if your house is big enough as well. Little things. Indeed, indeed. It's not, so, it's not something we can cover in uh, one pod, I don't think, either, yeah. mate. But... I'm not, not going to try and put the world to right. At least in this episode, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, that's the next <laughs> Right, let's switch this up again. Uh, a bit of a different one. Um, in another life, so, yep. you know, you weren't from Weymouth, you um, were, you had a lot of money, a lot of opportunity. Um, have a quick think, maybe, about where you would live would you live in a different country or would you like to travel constantly what would your goals be what would your dream job be um would you drive if that's of interest to you what would tick the boxes in another walk of life for you oh god um i really like some of the jobs that i see on online in america um, a lot of them are IT sort of evangelist type mm. jobs. Um, there's recently been a solutions architect in Tesla in Texas. Um, but I kind of taunt myself with these things. I think ultimately I'd really like to work for NASA. I wouldn't want to go on the moon though. I'm not up for that at all. I can't even get in a plane for Christ's sake. What if you could do a podcast yeah. episode from the moon? Yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> First ever moon. Mooncast. mooncast. Absolute mooncast. <laughs> the dreamcast, but on the moon. Um, yeah, I think my strengths really lie in fixing things, so I teach probably something. I've always toyed with the idea of being like a radio DJ or potentially being like a director for a film. Mm-hmm. I just don't really see that happening. So yeah, in another life maybe. Um, but yeah, I think I'd probably get quite stressed if I was directing a film because I've got a lot of people coming up to me going, "Oh, this person needs catering at twelve o'clock." This person, I, I, I can't manage large groups of people very well. I get quite mm. stressed. Yeah, I can manage my own group. Um, you know, going back to the band days of there was four of us to sort out, including myself, or five of us. Um, I can manage us well, but when it's external factors that are bleeding into the yeah. budget and stuff like yeah. that, yeah, it can be a real 
tiring um, yeah. aspect of the whole gig, for want of a better phrase. I I would really, really like to try and live in Japan because I've heard so many good things about living out there that everyone just has so much respect. Um, I was listening to a podcast recently with Caleb from Beartooth mm-hmm. and it was Slipknot, uh, the clown. He's got his own podcast. Yeah. And he was saying when he went out to Japan like 10 years ago, there was a guy in the sort of, what's the word, the the neighborhood, I suppose. Um, and he was ill. He had a cold. So he wore a face mask because he didn't want to get anyone else ill. And it's like right now we're in the middle of a global pandemic and there are people refusing to wear face masks for something that would genuinely kill you if yeah. you got it. There's just a whole another layer of discipline out there. And they just want everyone to be able to live as sort of... Uh, yeah, just we just don't have that here. I don't think. No, everyone's just got so much um, respect for each other, and they want to listen to their stories, and they want to allow the silence to be, you know, yeah. Just, I think it would be really cool to live out there for a couple of years. Give it yeah, a go. definitely. Just everything like you're saying, and the culture, and um, you know, the design of the place, and then you've got it's got the rural. Um, non-city places yes. which are beautiful yeah can absolutely yeah. get on board with that yeah Abs- absolute Japan cast <laughs> I'm, caught, I'm calling now no, no unless there's anything else you want to add to your other life um, no. roster I think you... um, going out to Japan and meeting the um, the Pokemon would be cool the actual Pokemon yeah, the actual Pokemon, Sodo, yeah, yeah. There's a Pokemon Nintendo shop out there that my girlfriend always mm. talks about. Um, and yeah, I think that would be pretty crazy. Who's your favourite? Actually... Who's your favourite Pokemon? Oh, God. Let's rein it in. Rein it in. Originals, uh, because they're the only ones I know. Okay. Um... First 150, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know any others. <laughs> I, really like, uh, I really like Gengar. Oh yeah, yeah, solid choice. I really, I really like Dragonair. Uh, I really like Sandslash. Um, and we'll probably go for Blast. Yes. Everyone says Charizard. Everyone. And in the later generation, there's a little critter called Drillbur, who's a little... What is he? He's a... He's a mole, basically. And he's awesome. He's got little uh, shovels for hands. And he turns into a beast. Cool. There's also a character you might know called Mareep, which is a sheep. Mareep the sheep. Yeah, it's an electric sheep. <laughs> of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Of course. Why would? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll send you some pictures oh, in a bit. But yeah, I think he's probably fourth gen rather than first. So you might not know. I definitely don't. <laughs> I'm sure someone out there knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that, really. For that. Cool. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Right. Let's do this. It's the big, big bit. Meal deals. Okay. <laughs> okay. This needs its own music and segment for future future pods. Yeah. Right. First, first big news. Asda. Oh, yeah. We can talk about it last week. So talk to Asda, us. So Asda have decided they're going to try their own meal deal. Not saying it was... <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in coincidences? It was absolutely me. Let's 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 be honest, guys. Come on. I'm gonna send out an invoice if it goes. <laughs> Mention well. absolute button podcast that the uh, checkout for ten yeah, percent. I'll, oh. I'll let it go well first, obviously, before hammering them. But I'm coming for you, Walmart. It's big news. Big news, um, isn't it? Yeah. I haven't tried one yet. Have no, you? I haven't been to um as the since it's um, 
been announced to indulge. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolute supermarket warfare that is. That is a that's a big move. Right. Yeah. Big mm. players. They're just gonna have. To... I think that's all the. Yeah, well, Sainsbury's might as well drop out. Yeah. This it's weak. It's weak. Yeah. Sainsbury's. Yeah. Iceland don't do one. <laughs> Have to defrost it on the way home. Frozen, <laughs> yeah. frozen bag of crisps. Uh, Greg's do one mm. as well. So I'll um I'll have to give them a go. But yeah, as to stepping, they've up got some game, good choices, though, haven't they? So hopefully they'll include most things. Not do a Sainsbury's. Yeah. Only yeah, by yeah, doing yeah. a Sainsbury's is just put the rubbish ones in the mail deal. Yeah, they hide it all behind a paywall, don't they? Not on. <laughs> Not on. No. Yeah. So do you want my favourite meal deal, sorry? Always. Always. Right, okay. So chicken, bacon, lettuce mm-hmm. or turkey breast, bacon and stuffing sandwiches. Is that a normal one or a Christmas one? Okay, normal cool. one. The Christmas ones are good, but obviously they're very time yes, sensitive. Yeah. And I, if I'm going to go for a sandwich at Christmas, I'll probably get that. Um, what's it called? All the trimmings, pigs in blankets, baguette. Because oh, yeah. that's just next level. Um, usually a drink, I would get a Pepsi Max or I'd get a white can of Monster. Uh, occasionally, I'd get a Zero Lucasade, an orange mm-hmm. Zero Lucasade. All solid, all solid. Uh, very, very rarely get a bottle of water, depending on what I'm doing at that time. I find that I will buy, if I need water, I'll buy water additionally to the meal deal. Because one, yeah. I want the tasty okay. drink, two, it's cheaper. Yeah, it's Specialist true. for nothing. Do you like, um, do you like Rubicon? Yes, as I've well? only had it a couple of times. Um, and whenever yeah. I do think about getting in the meal deal, they've never got any. So, um, yeah, because yeah. it's that, yeah. that good. I've had, I think there's a yellow one. I think I had a little while ago. Yeah, good stuff. That is good stuff. But I'm also prone to the Pepsi yeah. and the mildew. Crisps, I'm looking at, um, I can't remember what they're called. They're Paprika Max. Yeah, God tier. God tier. Yeah, they are. <laughs> good. They're very punchy. Mm. Uh, it used to be Thai Sweet Chili Sensations. Yeah. Uh, but I feel that the Paprika ones have a bit of an edge at the moment. Mm. Um, and I always like a bag of blue Classic. Doritos. Occasionally, I'll get a grab bag of original hula hoops. Ooh, ooh, that's a good shout. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think you just want one meal deal, don't you? I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I can. We, <laughs> we can talk about this for shelves and shelves. And shelves yeah, and shit. talk about it for hours. I think. Yeah. Yeah, so, right, to sum up, chicken, yep. bacon, lettuce, blue yep. Doritos, orange, paprika, max things, white can of Monster, Pepsi Max. If I'm going to get a chocolate bar, I'm probably going to go for a Boost or a mm. Whisper. Mm, both good. But very, very rarely going to buy a chocolate bar over a bag of crisps. But if you can have both, it's one of those two bars. Yeah, if you are if you are going to get chocolate, then I'll do what you did with water. Yeah. They're usually on deal. I think it's like three for one pound twenty for That's a it. chocolate bar. If you go in with a fiver mm. in your pocket, you will feast like a king. Yeah, yeah, you will. Yeah, <laughs> and get hydrated. Love it. Right on that note, mate. I think it's um. Thanks. Thank you ever so much for letting me ask you questions. Um, is there anything that you want to um, add to the questions or anything you want to kind of say that I might have missed? And I can leave you to do your thing. I think we're good. I'm just going to quickly invite you back and just mention a few things. Um, I think you had a wrestling question for me. I did. Well remembered. Um, let's do that before. Yeah. We break then. So, um, so I got so so involved into meal deals. It happens, mate. It's all right. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, so, uh, fun question. Complete change of career. Yeah. You are now a professional wrestler. Hey. You've gone through the ranks and you're at the top, but you've had the opportunity to rebrand. So what to rebrand your stage name? Uh, what's your new entrance music? And what's your special move? Okay. All moves if you've got two. So my move, not my move, my name would be the Epic Ranter. Um, <laughs> I'd probably come out with some sort of Titan Tron music that would probably be like an internet meme, like Nyan Cat. <laughs> Something stupid that gets people's heads turning. Um, I've got a, oh, got a quick question on that, but I'll, I'll finish my thing first because I, I okay. can't focus. I'm awful. Um, signature move, I think I'm probably going to stick with my original answer of the epic prod. Yeah. So it's going to be like the Spinaroonie sort of Booker T thing, which had no effect on anything at all. Um, so it will be like I drop kick someone to the floor and knock them out and I'll slowly poke them. And, and I'll pin them for a free count. I just, I just have this feeling that like everyone's visualizing me with just like a troll face, sort of stapled to my face, like a bit of paper. Coming out to nine. Yeah, just this stupid wrestler that no one cares about. It's probably got a year, and then he's going to be bankrupt. Um, <laughs> there was another move, wasn't there? You wanted. If you've got one, yeah. Oh God. I, I do like the rock bottom. I mm. do think that that just sorted everyone out, really, didn't it? It did. It wasn't too fancy. No. It was just all power, wasn't yeah. it? I do like yeah. um, the last ride as well, Undertaker. Because mm. that was like an extended power bomb. And I think there was a couple of matches where he was going to accidentally put Kane through a ring. Like he actually broke the ring. Put them through the floor. Not surprised, you know, the big powerful blokes. Yeah, they you know. are, but yeah. Um yeah, I think that was all you needed, wasn't it, for that? That was it, that was the last one, yeah. Well remembered. Cool. Well remembered. Nice. We'll just um take a quick break and then um I've just got to mention a few things and we'll be right back. Last bit. Uh, first things first, the elephant in the room. Shout out to Anchor for actually managing to record more than a minute and 50 <laughs> coherent recording. I appreciate that. Uh, next week, we've got Core of IO. So I've got a group interview with all of them. Um, so if you're a fan of tech metal and uh, Escape the Fate type music, then they're definitely ones to check out. Uh, we'll be chatting to them about the uh, funny tour stories that they've had and all that sort of stuff. So that'll be a laugh. Um, I've actually done an interview with them before, which is on my YouTube channel. And I think genuinely for 15 minutes, we talk about the fact that we have to pay 5p for a plastic bag. Um, <laughs> so if you can make content out of that, then you can make content out of anything. So yeah, they're, they were, they're a great laugh. Really, really looking forward to having a chat with them because it's been quite a long time. Um, what else did I want to mention? I think it was just a thank you to Jim for a putting up with my constant shit, uh, <laughs> b always being on hand to help me out when I need help with this podcast, and c just making himself as available as possible. Um, I think of you a bit of a a bit of a sort of co-host in some aspects. You've got a very clear voice. You're very uh, easy to um, understand and get on with. And uh, we don't go on too many deep, deep tangents. That unless it's meal deals. Like the whole episode. Yeah, unless it's meal deals. But yeah, nice one, Jim. I hope that uh, answers some questions if anyone cared <laughs> <laughs> about me well, as a person. Well, I've certainly enjoyed it. Um, thank you for having yeah. me on again. Um, no worries. I'm glad I could help out. Um, I thought actually of the last thing, the, so one of the first things I mentioned earlier was the whole debate thing and the whole um, doing more group pods um, and something that I do want to try and explore within reason is school memories. Ooh. 
and just funny school things that happened because I think that they are everyone's got one and some of them are worth their weight in gold and they're <laughs> so funny to hear. Um, there's a lot of accusations about teachers being a certain way at school and a lot of uh, dodgy mishaps that don't really get talked about and stuff like that people you know just going at each other in the playground and trying to rugby tackle people you know just uh, just so many funny stories that I could uh could spill for you all so I'm, I'm trying to get in touch with some mates that I've still got on Facebook and stuff from school um I might include you in that one as well Jim because I think you've probably got a few diamonds I've got a couple yeah I can probably uh help you out <laughs> um I think that was it so thank you as always for listening please feel free to subscribe um I'm actually whilst I remember I'm looking to speak to some athletes some professional athletes um, as part of the kind of sponsorship thing that I've got going with Grind. I want to try and sort of get into their heads a bit and get their psyche and their um, their journey. Um, and I also want to speak to some people in October about paranormal experiences, and I haven't really got anyone in mind for that yet. So if anyone wants to uh, shoot me a message on Instagram or get in touch with me on absolute bedlam podcast at gmail.com which is my email address then feel free to shoot me a message but yeah thank you jim it's been really really good and anchors held up the whole way through so we're laughing winner winner nice right cheers everyone